Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters and experts to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm Yvonne Winget Sanchez, and I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen. I cover the congressional delegation. Today, we're breaking down an issue that's been drawing quite a bit of national attention to Arizona, proposed legislation on vaccines. Do we want the next outbreak news story to be in Arizona? Any bill that creates a barrier in the vaccine process decreases the number of children vaccinated and harms the health of Arizona. We're joined by Stephanie Innes, the Republic's healthcare reporter. Stephanie, thanks for returning. Thanks for having me. So, Stephanie, you've been covering healthcare for about a decade now, right? Yes, I've covered for healthcare for 11 years. I was writing about religion, faith, and values in Tucson, and then I got onto the healthcare beat in 2008. And you actually started covering healthcare with a story about vaccinations, right? I first became aware of that people were not vaccinating their children, and in some cases not vaccinating themselves um, when I covered the measles outbreak in Tucson in 2008. And in that case, a Swiss tourist who was not vaccinated and had actually visited Mexico, so they had to uh, investigate the entire plane load, the whole, all the passengers who were on the plane. And then she went to an emergency room in Tucson and ended up infecting 14 people, including babies and a two-year-old unvaccinated child who ended up in the ICU with seizures. Um, This cost the hospitals about $800,000, and the hospital was fined because they didn't immediately isolate her. I was very interested in the fact that she was not vaccinated. So what was the answer? Why wasn't she vaccinated? For the same reasons uh, that a lot of people now aren't, people want a more natural lifestyle. They're suspicious of pharmaceuticals. And um, often they're too young to have seen the consequences of vaccine-preventable diseases like whooping cough, measles, or mumps. But what was crazy to me was health officials told me this wasn't unique to Switzerland. It was happening in our own state. And, you know, I want to get this out there. I've never seen any evidence at this point that vaccines are not safe. They are far safer than the diseases they prevent. And in scientific circles, this is settled. It's settled science. And it's also like a social contract, um, not unlike following the speed limit or having a driver's license. So this subject has gotten a lot of attention because it affects all of us, but it also affects an especially vulnerable group, kids. So why is this back in the news now? Well, Arizona is one of 17 states where parents are allowed to seek what we call personal belief exemptions, which are non-medical exemptions to vaccinations for school children in kindergarten through 12th grade. And in the past few months, uh, I'm sure most of us have heard there have been measles outbreaks across the country, most recently in Washington state. And at the same time, uh, vaccination rates in Arizona have been declining. So as a preventive measure, Democratic State Representative Alma Hernandez proposed a bill this session 
that would follow California's example and remove these non-medical personal belief exemptions as an option for parents so that parents wouldn't be allowed to let their kids skip out on vaccines unless it was for a medical reason. And that's really when things started to take off, right? Yes. So after State Representative Hernandez introduced this, the chair of the health committee, Republican State Representative Nancy Bartow, she introduces her own three bills that appear to be a reaction to Hernandez's bills. Of course, we can't really say for sure But anyway, critics immediately look at the bills and say all of these bills from Bartow will erode coverage. But the one that's getting the most attention is the bill that would expand exemptions to those with religious beliefs, not just medical exemptions. Nancy Bartow is a Republican from Phoenix who has a long history of being active in healthcare legislation. Um, Is she a doctor? Does she have a medical background or a science background as far as you can tell? Uh, Not that I'm aware of, no. She has spent most of her career down at the state capitol focused on health care issues. Can you give us a sense as to why? She's always uh, promoted personal choice and freedom in health care and getting government out of health care. And she said the topic of vaccinations are an issue of personal freedom. She did say her Her bills are being misunderstood. Uh, She believes it's about liberty and not about whether vaccines are safe. Um, But, you know, this isn't like taking your heart medicine. It affects everyone. It's almost like DUI laws. The, The choice you make affects your entire community. For those who kind of know Nancy Bartow and and um, kind of the dynamics down at the state capitol, it really is no surprise that she did introduce these types of bills. And obviously, Arizona is very libertarian. That's why we see so many of these kind of personal freedom, you know, free market type bills. Bartow obviously is no exception. She generally has been aligned with the types of donors and special interest groups that advocate for everything from, you know, religious freedom to anti-abortion. Uh, some of the top industries that have donated to her are the healthcare industries, uh, according to Follow the Money. She's raised nearly $72,000 of the total amount that um, she has collected for her political campaigns uh, from people affiliated with the healthcare industry. Can you tell us anything about who within that healthcare industry has, has given her this money? I mean, it's everyone from folks affiliated with physical therapy association, pharmaceutical companies, ophthalmologists, uh, you know, and she is a big player down at the state capitol. She's the head of the health committee. She gets to decide what bills move forward, which ones don't. Uh, You know, she did not put Hernandez's bill on the agenda and instead put her, her three up for these hearings. So let's get into that uh, hearing. Um, Stephanie, you were there. What was that experience like? The House Health and Human Services Committee is called to order and welcome. Okay, so it's February 21st. This hearing started at 8 a.m. and I get there a little bit before 8. Um, It's supposed to be a hearing for all three of Nancy Bartow's bills. It's already packed by the time I get in there. Oh, and there's overflow. I see a lot of people standing here. Um, And there isn't even a chair uh, for me. Um, I'm there at the Capitol for all of it. It lasted for more, it lasts for more than four hours. 
and the room is just jam-packed. So many people were there that they had to head into an overflow room. And the back few rows are full of people wearing yellow shirts in solidarity with vaccine critics. Even Gail Griffin, who sits on the health committee, is wearing a yellow blazer. I don't know if that was in solidarity with them or not, but in general, the whole room is just packed with people who cannot wait to speak about this, these three bills. House Bill 2470 provides a religious exemption from immunization How did that room feel? It felt there was a lot of energy in that room and you could feel the adversarity. Childhood immunizations are the great public health accomplishment of the past hundred years. Vaccines have saved millions of lives. Nobody is here to tell the stories of the millions of people alive and not disabled from vaccine preventable illness. There were a lot of doctors, not as many as there were vaccine critics, but there was a section of doctors and uh, scientists there. And later on in the hearing, there was some uh, heckling going on by people who were vaccine critics. In fact, when I finally did get a chair, there was a woman sitting next to me. I had to tell her to be quiet a few times because she would talk over every time one of the scientists spoke. She would talk over them. So there was uh, a presentation once this hearing started. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so uh, there was, before the hearing started, there was an hour-long presentation by two vaccine critics. Is that We are also expressing concerns for the risks that are part of a current program that we know as the vaccination policies. Um, and none of the members of the health committee were allowed to speak during the presentation. Kelly Butler tried. Uh, but Nancy Bartow told her that she was not allowed to speak. Kelly Butler is a Democrat? Yes, she's a Democratic uh, representative on the House Health Committee. She's one of four, four Democrats on the committee. So it sounds, from what you're describing, like, you know, sort of the fix is in. You know who's in this room and, and where the loyalties uh, are for many of the lawmakers. Was there a sense of... Uh, when at a certain point where you knew that this this uh, kind of legislation is going to move forward? Well, you know, as I say, we didn't get out of there till about 3 p.m. And I think it became clear, you know, we did break for lunch, but it became clear by midday what was going to happen. I think there was also a sense of frustration by some of the medical professionals who did. There were a couple that waited it out all day. Uh, that they felt like the science didn't get equal weight to the people who were criticizing the science. And there are many medical professionals here who we are not m most likely going to hear from, unfortunately. If you could please explain to us... To that point, we are going to hear from all of them. So, but not presentations for an hour. Oh, not presentations. Correct. I'm, I'm sorry. We and hear then after the bill advanced, people just got up and walked out. And once again, Arizona is catapulted back into the national headlines for reasons that many would see to be not too favorable. Yes, the three bills advanced and the national outlets jumped on it really quickly. And one of our Republican representatives, Kelly Townsend, took to Facebook and really let loose and compared uh, mandatory vaccinations to communism. Up first, an Arizona lawmaker under fire for comparing vaccination requirements 
to communism. Arizona um, State Representative. Which actually, I, I can I just add, isn't true because if you don't want to vaccinate your kids, you can actually keep them at home and homeschool them. This is for kids who go to public school, um, but that's just an aside. Um, a lot of people started to weigh in, and since the hearing, there's been active discussion on social media, Arizona Public Health Association, Forbes Magazine, and the Washington Post, and Nancy Bartow has had a lot of feedback. So for the record, Kelly Townsend is a Republican. Um, you mentioned that uh, this is not uh, communism in the sense that people do have the option to keep their children out of public schools. Let's talk about the people who are directly affected about this. And, mm -hmm. and the loudest voice, it seems, filling the room are the anti-vaxxers. Yes, and I know they do not like to be called anti-vaxxers. They say they're people against vaccine injury. And when I sat in on the hearing, I felt a lot of sympathy for the parents who spoke. Um, pretty much all the parents I heard had a child who was sick with some sort of a disability that the parents blamed on vaccines. And, you know, despite what some people might think, research has shown that a lot of people who are critical of vaccines in Arizona are college-educated, white, upper-middle-class, upper-middle-class, and they're not all Republican. You have a lot of people who are well-educated, feel like they've done a lot of research, and are questioning science and mainstream medicine. But those, those folks are still relatively small compared to the public as a whole, and their decision to withhold vaccines really affects everyone, doesn't it? Yes, and it's hard to know how much I should amplify what they say. I've had people push back on me for giving vaccine critics any platform at all. A doctor who treats kids with special needs in Arizona tweeted at me a couple of days ago when I was uh, writing about this and said, you know, why are you repeating lies? Would you report if Nancy Bartow was telling people that jumping off a building would cure cancer? And I really had to stop and think about how I have been covering this and how much weight I should be giving to pseudoscience that hasn't been proven. Because being a reporter and being in your shoes, that's more than going out and just quoting people and giving them equal time in the newspaper or on AZ Central, right? Like it's analyzing the content. It's about accurately and ethically reflecting the truth as we know it. Yes, and I thought the doctor made an excellent point. You know, when too many kids don't get vaccinated, schools and communities lose what's known as herd immunity. And without herd immunity, disease spreads more easily. Um, there are babies who are too young to be immunized and adults and children with compromised immune systems. Um, I know, for instance, in the they can't be vaccinated or they're more vulnerable to the loss of the collective protection of the herd. I know in the Tucson measles outbreak, two of the people affected, one was someone with brain cancer, the other was someone with Down syndrome. And I've talked to a mom of a daughter who has a lung transplant and she's terrified, as is another mom who lives here in the Phoenix area and her son went through nine years of cancer treatment. So give us some examples of how people who choose not to uh, get vaccines can affect the entire population, um, including those who don't care about this issue. 
Sure. Well, let's back up a bit. Before the measles vaccine was introduced in 1963, 500 people, most of them kids, died every year of measles, and others were hospitalized with various problems, up to and including brain damage. We all but eliminated measles in 2000, so it's only been in the last 19 years that it started to come back. In Madagascar, since last fall, over 900 people have died, mostly children and young adults, from a measles outbreak that emerged um, there. And what public health officials are saying is people in the U.S. are getting very sick again. There was a death from measles in 2015, and the signs are there that it could come back with a vengeance. Another one I hear a lot about is um, whooping cough from parents, especially with young kids. Uh, we'll see all of the signs plastered on the pediatric uh, walls about uh, the warnings with, with this illness. Yeah, whooping cough, also known as pertussis, has increased six-fold reported cases in Arizona. And I have personally talked to parents who've lost their kids to whooping cough, little tiny babies who are too young to be vaccinated. And if you talk to anyone who's worked in a NICU, most of them can tell you that they've seen at least one death as well. That's an intensive care unit, yeah? Yeah, and I'm talking about major hospitals and major cities. But yeah, there's, uh, you know, I've talked to numerous physicians who've seen deaths in, in babies. Okay, so what are you expecting to happen with these three bills that could lead to lower immunization coverage among Arizona's kids? Well, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey has said that if they do make it through, he would veto them. On February 27th, after the Grand Canyon Park Centennial Celebration, Ducey said off the cuff that he doesn't usually comment on pending legislation, but when someone asked him about Representative Bartow's bills, he said he would veto any bill that would erode vaccine coverage. He said in direct quotes, I'm pro-vaccination, I'm anti-measles. Okay, so these bills, it sounds like, with this governor uh, aren't going to get very far. Um, what else are we going to see around this issue in, in the near term, Stephanie? Well, the Arizona Department of Health Services is developing a science-based education course uh, for parents who are seeking vaccination exemptions for their children, and they expect to launch that in August when school starts. And the vaccine critics and Nancy Bartow have already talked about this um, in the hearings, and we can expect to see a lot of pushback on that. So I don't think their sentiment is going to go away. Thanks, Stephanie. We'll be watching your reporting. That's it for today, Gaggle listeners. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter at Yvonne Winget. And you can follow me at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. And you can find me at Stephanie Innes. Innes is I-N-N-E-S. Gaggle listeners, this episode was recorded Friday, March 1st. But we want you to know that on Monday, March 4th, AZ Central reported a confirmed case of mumps at Hamilton High School in Chandler. Mumps is typically preventable through vaccinations that kids are typically given when they're pretty young. We think that this further illustrates the importance of this topic. Gaggle listeners, we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the show, the state of politics, and our coverage? Chime in on Twitter with the hashtag TheGagglePod. We'll be sure to reply. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Your support is what makes it possible for us to do this each week. Today's episode was edited and produced by Taylor Seeley, Katie O'Connell, and Kayla White. Thanks again. We'll be back next week.